Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Monday, December 31st, and this is your FT News Briefing. I'm Amy Keene. Today we'll be looking back at the year in markets. 2018 was a bruising and unpredictable ride for investors. And the FT's Nicole Bullock is here to walk us through the highs, the lows, and just how investors are feeling as they get ready to ring in 2019. 2018 was a very tumultuous year in financial markets. If the year began on a note that was almost giddy, euphoric, a melt-up were the terms that were being used, it is certainly ending with investors in quite a pessimistic mood. The start of the year was stupendous. Investors were feeling great. People were talking about a sugar high. Stocks opened this morning in record territory after passing another big milestone. For the first time, the Dow crossed the 25,000 mark on Thursday. From the tax cuts that had been agreed in December that did ultimately power a tremendous uh, amount of growth in corporate earnings, about 20 percent for the year. That is the third record high in the first three trading days of the new year. But as January wore on, some of that began to fade out. So once we got into February, there began to be some concern about inflation and the extent to which the path to higher interest rates might be greater than investors had previously thought, given that we had this tremendous growth and the market was rallying so much. And in sort of a confluence of ways that markets are very interconnected, stocks began to sell off. Well, it was another crushing session for both wallets and spirits. The Dow Jones Industrial Average down over a thousand points. Well, you know, you said it, this is what happened when a free lunch spoils. So there was really a mountain of money that had been hinged to this period of low volatility persisting. So once we had a big upshoot in volatility, it really ripped those positions to ribbons and set off a chain reaction that ultimately drove the market down even lower. The VIX, it actually got to 15.4. It settled below the 15 handle, but it's starting to, to creep up. And as also known as Wall Street's fear gauge, the VIX is a measure of future volatility in the S&P 500. So what happened was you had this scenario where concerns about inflation grew, concerns about rising rates grew. That began to pressure the S&P 500, and it sent the VIX higher, which triggered an unwinding of these bets on low volatility, hedging against those bets, which ultimately drove the S&P 500 lower and came to be known as VIX-mageddon. I mean, we talked last week on this program about the market feeling like it was a bit of a sugar rush, Mm. a sugar high. Uh, A group of well-known large tech companies have really powered the latest leg of the near decades-long bull run in U.S. stocks. At some point in the last couple of years, they were given the moniker FANGS. So that refers to Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, and Google's parent alphabet. So if you bought the FANGS, you basically outperformed the market for much of the past several years. That also came to an end in 2018. And really the catalyst for that 
was the scandal around Cambridge Analytica. The data privacy scandal, which has created a nightmare scenario for Facebook. The social media site is under scrutiny after news that data from up to 50 million users was taken for ad targeting efforts during the 2016 election. The data was then reportedly used to influence and wage a so-called culture war during the 2016 US presidential election. One investor told us in March that what had become so convenient about some of these social networks now all of a sudden was creepy because we actually had a case where there were allegations of privacy being compromised. And that really changed the game for a lot of these tech stocks because it had just been all positive, all positive, all positive for so long. And now there were concerns about heightened regulation, concerns about future growth. Facebook shares did a face plant today. Billions were wiped off its value. All so Cambridge Analytica was really the catalyst for the breakdown in the FANG trade. But throughout the year, it was followed up by other events that really chipped away at the thesis around these tech behemoths that we all know as household names. Early on in the year, as expectations for the economy were very rosy and investors expected interest rates to move higher on a pretty steady trajectory, the dollar began to strengthen. So this is a bit of a double-edged sword for investors because a stronger dollar can affect the profitability of multinational companies that do a lot of business outside the U.S., which is basically more than half of the S&P 500. It's also can pose an issue for emerging markets, and we definitely saw a lot of tumult in emerging markets throughout the year. There were certainly idiosyncratic factors that affected specific areas like Turkey and Argentina, but the higher dollar was certainly in the background as a thorn in the side of investors who had big bets on emerging market securities. The Brexit process isn't going very well so far. And I don't think that's Europe was certainly not immune this year to some of the problems facing investors in other parts of the world. Brexit continued throughout the year to shake up the UK market with ripple effects throughout Europe. And also in Italy, there was certainly renewed concern about the country's public finances. With this unprecedented step by the European Union to reject Italy's budget already causing some ripples on the markets, we saw Italy... October ended up being one of the worst months for global equities since the financial crisis. Part of the issue was, again, rising bond yields and investors becoming concerned about rising rates. There was also a gathering storm around trade. We are being taken advantage of. And I don't like it. And I haven't liked it for many years. This began really at the start of the year and picked up pace as the year progressed. In fact, if investors can pinpoint the single biggest risk to U.S. stocks right now, it's some kind of a real explosion of this trade war. On the contrary, people have talked about a resolution of the trade war producing in the next couple of weeks a 5% gain in stocks. So it's really at the heart of a lot of the uncertainties that built up throughout the year. One market participant described it as if you don't have clarity on tariffs, an investor is really at a loss to value a stock because he or she does not know what future revenues will be. So it's really at the core of the difficulties that we saw this year. 
as the sell-off gathered pace, it really engulfed technology stocks. So again, concerns had been building up throughout the year around privacy, heightened regulation, the future growth outlook. Even Apple began to face concerns about growth. Shares in the world's most valuable company, Apple, fell as much as 7% in extended trade, taking the stock briefly below its trillion-dollar market cap. Disappointing Names numbers. like Amazon, Apple, Facebook that once led the market, they're now driving it down. This is a second tech... And given the fact that we were coming to the end of the year, there was a certain amount of profit-taking because investors figured that maybe the best gains were in the past and it was time to just take chips off the table. Many market bulls had been hoping for a year-end rally, especially with the midterm elections out of the way. Historically, markets sell into midterms and then rally afterwards. The history books did not prove a good predictor this time around. Part of the problem was just these persistent worries about trade, headlines, tweets, relentless concern about how tenuous this situation may be and what it would mean for future revenue and profit growth of companies. Washington meets Wall Street. Some economists are warning an economic slowdown is on the horizon. At the same time, fears grew of actually, rather than what we saw in October, which was the economy running too hot, now it was concerns about a slowdown, a slowdown globally, a slowdown in the U.S., even some people saying they were concerned about a recession at some point in the U.S. in the, in the not-too-distant future. Uh, by 2020, uh, the view of these economists is that it ends. That will be the year of a recession. And Compounding these concerns but also reflecting them was the market for U.S. government debt. The yield curve, which is a measure of the difference between short and long-term rates, began to flatten. This traditionally has been a signal of an economic slowdown ahead. And an inversion of the curve can signal a recession. At the same time, other areas of the market began to signal similar concerns. Transportation stocks, very economically sensitive. The Dow Transports Index, which is the less well-known sibling of the Dow Industrial Average, it's one of the oldest Wall Street predictors of economic activity, also began to underperform other stock barometers. They're now down more than 2%. We had the Wall Street tea leaves pointing to a slowdown almost indiscriminately. Heading into the Christmas holiday, which is the last full trading week of the year, selling actually accelerated. There was talk even of capitulation by various sources, hedge funds, other investors. At the end of the week, the S&P 500 suffered its worst weekly decline in years. This has been a brutal month for December. In fact, it's the worst December on record since the Great Depression in 1931. The Nasdaq composite was in a bear market, which is defined as a drop of 20% or more from the most recent high. This came as investors had to add another worry to the list, which was a looming government shutdown. The shutdown comes after President Trump stood by his demands to fund the border wall, making it difficult for Republicans and Democrats to strike a deal to keep the government running. With so much uncertainty throughout the year, investors really didn't want to, as they say on Wall Street, hold risk. 
heading into a period where there were holidays, there would be days when the markets closed, there would probably be a drop-off in liquidity. These are the biggest ever percentage declines on Christmas Eve for the Dow and S&P. The Dow soaring nearly 1,100 points. That's right, 1,100 points for the biggest one-day point gain ever. What is going on in the markets? We'll be studying this month in December for many, many years in the technical analysis uh, school. So. Certainly, there are many more bears out there than there used to be, and they are growling, shall we say. There are lots of investors and uh, market observers who really believe that the outlook is pretty dark. Once we turn the page on a new year, investors may take a fresh look on the economic outlook the trajectory of interest rates, the trade situation, and say, actually, things don't look that bad. And some animal spirits might be revived. You can read more from Nicole and the FT's markets team at FT.com. This has been your FT News Briefing. We'll be back tomorrow. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024.